Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here today, joining you with two amazing guests today. We have Jack and Rob joining us today. How are you guys? Thank you for joining us. I'm doing great. Uh, Thanks for having us. Doing great. It's my pleasure to to have you guys from California joining us in the studio today. And you guys are hosts of a podcast called Jesus in My Life. That's correct. Yeah. That's right. I'm interested to hear a little bit more about that. The title, I mean, you can't get better than that with a podcast name, (laughs) Jesus in My Life. What else do I need? So I'm, I'm pretty excited to hear about this. But before we do, our audience love to hear about your personal testimonies. And so can I have... Uh, Rob, you can go first, please. Just share us a little bit about your story. Absolutely. I'll, I'll kind of just do this in a nutshell, of course. Uh, I was uh, born and raised in a family that uh, kind of just ignored God. Uh, God was not really in our lives. I wouldn't say to the extreme. I wouldn't say atheist, but I would maybe say agnostic with the, with maybe... Um, maybe that. But anyways, so wasn't raised in church and just basically was was raised to be morally good. And so that's pretty much what I did and respected my parents and especially looked up to my father. And as the years went on into my preteen years, my father had a issue with alcohol and uh, so much so that it was um, not fun. It was actually pretty scary for me at a young age. And turns out that, I, you know, many times I I would kind of play the role of um, protector because of the things that he chose to do uh, that that kind of included me. And so I I found to be you know the role of protector. And anyway, so that was an interesting role at 10, 11 years old. Well, I got to the point to the point where everything on the outside, my father would be considered a success, uh, mm-hmm. but on the inside, his family was uh, broken and was not successful in that area. And so he and my mom decided to get a divorce. And he sat my sister down and myself and said, "You know, your mom and I are going to end our marriage. Who do you who do you want to live with?" And Man. I remember looking him in the eye. Uh, which I was raised to not look at my father in the eye because it was considered disrespect, but that was definitely the time. I was 12 years old now at this time and looked him in the eye and said, I shouldn't have to make that decision because I love you both. The next day was Sunday, and of all things, my dad announces to the whole family, we're going to do church now. We're going to go to church. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that really entailed. And so went along with it. And for six weeks, we attended a very large church in Southern California. I don't remember 
any of the messages, anything that took place, what I do remember is going to Del Taco every single Sunday as a family. And for the first time at 12 years old, I started to look at, oh, this is what a family can be and, sh and, and really in a healthy way should be. And fast forward, we ended up moving and we knew that church was kind of a, a good thing. We felt like it was positive. And so we said, when we go move, we're gonna, first thing we're gonna do is find a church. And we did. And fast forward, my father got delivered from not just alcohol, but from so many other addictions. And he was a changed man. I mean, a changed man. And so much so that I thought if, if God is real and if he can change him, he can certainly change anyone, including me. And at about 12 and a half years old, I, my father decided it was actually, you know, like, we're going to take the TV out and we're going to do family devotions after dinner every night. <laughs> so wow. it was kind of a, it was a very, wow. it, was a, it was like, yeah, it was literally like overnight, this change. And, and it was amazing. And so it was one of, one of the, in, in November of 1984, uh, after one of the family devotions that my dad led, my sister and I both uh, accepted Christ. And, uh, and, and then my mom about a month later. So within two months, and they, you know, where my family was pretty much close to ending, God said, no, I got a, I got a different plan. Uh, I'm going to save you from your sin and your family's going to be mended. Wow. And that's exactly what happened. Praise God. What do you think captured your dad's heart? What was it? Do you know? I, I would say Dallas, uh, seeing a man at the end of his rope mm -hmm. and, and there was a, there was a desperation, um, like I said, he was successful in, in so many other areas, but he admitted, he, he realized that he was failing in his family and to have him in humility and, and in, in, in just a whole different space and a place, he, he said, family, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look to God. And, yeah. uh, and so his example certainly was monumental in my life and of course in the rest of my family. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Well, for me, I uh, grew up in a family, a Catholic family. And so I went to Catholic school from K to 12 and my mom was like devout Catholic. You know, she would yeah. do the signs of the cross on her knees until they were bloody. You know, in my, I think about around 10 or 11, maybe even 12, she became um, a Christian, like a evangelical Christian. And uh, she went from she took her like radical religiosity and was just radical in her relationship with jesus at this point and uh you know as a teenager early teenager i found it annoying um because my mom couldn't stop talking about jesus but she lived it and i she would bring homeless people inside the house and wow. the thing that really kind of painted you know i had a i had a the example of religion and do's and do nots from school and then I had the example of my mom where she was just radically obedient to whatever God was calling her to do, even if it's up, it seemed crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And so I started to actually believe that her God was real. And the, re the reason that I started to believe that is because her sister in Mexico um, was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer. And my mom, uh, the she just prayed about it. And she just, she was like, I, God told me he's going to heal you if you come up to the United States. And my, her sister finally agreed to come up 
And she lived with us. My aunt lived with us. And I saw her delivered from stage four ovarian cancer. She's still alive today, 30 plus years later. And so I just kind of knew that the God that my mom served was real, regardless of how I felt about religion. I had a very bad um, impression of religion, but I believed that her God was real. But I didn't want to submit to him. I didn't want to change my lifestyle. I I always viewed as submitting to God as a removal of fun. Mm -hmm. And so until the age of 24, I lived my life my way. And what that led to was a life. I was depressed. I was without hope. I was disillusioned. And I wanted to take my own life. And I had a gun and I put it to my head one night. And I was ready to pull the trigger. And God, I believe, had mercy on me. And he gave me a vision. And in that vision, I was in a grave. And I was looking up before the dirt you know, would cover the coffin. And my mom was standing over it crying. And I loved my mom enough that that was enough to hold my hold back the the trigger you know mm. and so i put the gun down and i knew i needed to, i needed to radically change my life i called my parents and i said hey i don't want you to ask why but can i move back in with you guys and being the great parents they were they said yes and at that point i started having like a series of dreams and uh, i go into it in a lot more detail in uh, the second episode of our podcast but the third dream i had a dream that i was pretty much going to hell and mm. I woke up terrified and I opened a Bible that a girl had given me. And I, you know, I had only read it because I had to at different points in time. This was the first time in my life where I was reading it because I wanted to read it, but I didn't know where to start. So I just opened it up. And the, of course, I get to Psalm 119, which is the longest chapter in Mm -hmm. the entire Bible. But the, and I was reading the Bible I had was a New King James Version. I'm 24 years of age. I had a dream about the the results of my lifestyle. And this is, Dallas, the first words I see on the Bible. Verse 9, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking Mm. heed according to your word. And right then and there, I knew God was speaking to me. God, the, the creator of the universe, was speaking to this young man who knew his life was a mess. And he was telling me, hey, son, do you want to change your life? Take heed according to my word. And so I, you know, this is the morning the sun has when i woke up the sun wasn't even out yet and i'm reading through this really long uh chapter had no idea it was that long right and i get to verse 145 i'm contemplating my life and i get to verse 145 i says i cry out with my whole heart i hear you O lord i will keep your statutes i cry out to you save me and i will keep your testimonies i rise before the dawning of the morning and i cry for help and I look, wow. I just, I, my bed is right by the by the window and I open up the blinds and the sun is just coming up and I just break down. And I said, God, the way I've been living my life has led to nothing but heartache. I'm ready to just give it to you. You tell me what to do from this point forward. And it wasn't the traditional, you know, sinner's prayer, but I believe that I just came to the point of absolute surrender to God and said, you tell me what to do from this point on. And he's been faithful to that ever since. Hmm. Amazing. I I love both of your testimonies because we have two radical stories of young men turning their lives to Jesus. And now we have this podcast, Jesus in my life. And I can see now how Jesus entered your life. 
And the call was there your entire life. It wasn't a new call for you. It was there all along. Follow me, son. I love you. I'm preparing you. And through your parents, Rob, and through your the Bible that you had in your house, it's it's so incredible. It's incredible. Moving forward from that. So 24 years old, and I can't remember, Rob, how old you were. But what was that like next? What was the next step for you? I'm going to give my life to Jesus. Now I'm saved. What did you do next? Well, for me, at 12 years old, I got plugged into church and specifically a youth group and my youth pastor at the time. Uh, that was, of course, a very, very new experience. Didn't quite understand uh, kids in a circle sitting, singing songs to God and or about God, and 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 then you know opening the Bible it was a very new experience for me, but something that was you know was compelling. I leaned in, and but you know I think I think in terms of my story, you know, I was I was kind of raised in in some similar ways as Jack shared in his testimony, uh, to more in the area of religiosity mm -hmm. and, 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 and really, you know, God is ready to pounce. If you, if you just do one thing that is just either out of his will or, or absolutely wrong. And, and so I saw kind of God as very early on in my formation years, I saw God as more like a cosmic policeman. And, and so it really instilled a lot of fear and didn't, I was missing out in relationship. And so it wasn't until my college years, uh, years later, where, where I would say, because I started to really, you know, expand and really see God for really who he is. And, and that, that was a time of surrender. That was, that was really, you know, a, a point in my life in, in my college years, you know, in my uh, early twenties where I said, okay, I, I want a relationship with you. I want to mm -hmm. really understand your love and your grace and your mercy and your justice. And I mean, all of it. And that's where the journey started for me. And now you're a pastor. I, I am a pastor, which, you know, wow. never say never. I, I did tell God I will never be a pastor, um, <laughs> which is every time I say this, it's it's just kind of funny. Uh, the last five years I've been leading a church and and uh, and 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 certainly wouldn't trade it for for anything. Amazing. Jack. Well, for me, my life radically changed. I pretty much gave up my entire old lifestyle, which meant including a lot of the friends that I had that, you know, were quite negative influences on my life. Mm -hmm. And I would say the first couple of months as a Christian, they were kind of lonely. Um, I was trying to do it by myself. I, I had submitted to God. I was reading his word every day, but I wasn't plugged in to a fellowship of believers yet. And it really, it, it, things didn't really change until it got really bad. And I pray God word. Okay. I'm willing to go to church, but I want you to tell me where to go because my experience with church hasn't been that positive and God super faithful that he is. He showed me exactly where to go. And I ended up at a church where there was no other, nobody else my age. Um, when I first started going and I was, a, I was like the only 20 year old at the church, but the people there loved me. They just like, I was like an adopted son. And so it was what I needed. And then shortly after that, God brought in more people, my age started with two other guys that were similar age as me. We ended up giving up our Friday nights to do like a Bible study. And through that, um, God started bringing a lot more people our age until the church was half 20-year-olds at one point. 
which was really wow. cool. Um, but you know, and so my life really, really, really changed. I went from, you know, drinking and, and drugs and, and a bunch of other stuff to hanging out with guys that before I would have been like, I'm never hanging out with that guy. Right. Like he worked, he, he works on computers and I, I wouldn't hang out with that guy. He likes heavy metal. Right. Like mm -hmm. I was, I, God brought me a group of friends that in my prior life, I would have been thought too cool to hang out with. And they became the closest people in my entire life, you know, because mm -hmm. we had that bond of being brought into a, a, a family, the family of God, you know. And so my life just really, really radically changed. Yeah. Incredible. Thank you both for sharing that. Yeah. And into your podcast a little bit more, Jesus in my life. I want to read something here. It's you have on your description of your podcast. The Jesus in My Life podcast is all about getting the good news out to the masses for the purpose of demonstrating to the world that the living God is real. Both of your testimonies declare that, that he is real. He is who he says he is. This podcast contains personal stories and everyday Christians experiencing Jesus in their lives. And so you guys both host this show together. And so I want to ask just a little bit more about this show for our audience to check it out, to listen to it, to subscribe, and all of those other things that go with it. So you guys work together. You guys are you're on the board of the church. You're the pastor. What led you guys to start a podcast together? You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Amigos is provided support and care for children in horrendous conditions, providing food, shelter, education, and water. From children's homes and schools in Uganda, water wells and churches in the refugee camps near the border of South Sudan, and 7.5 million meals to hungry children in Guatemala, Amigos is fighting to give children hope, love, and security in every way possible. Amigos is now moving proactively to meet the needs around the world of the most vulnerable. Find more information at AmigosII.org. That is AmigosII.org. Inside this beautifully crafted devotional journal, Who Cares? You'll join Dr. Melita Marie Carney as she reveals profound insights and spiritual reflections to aid you on your journey to positivity and wholeness. Through a thoughtful blend of guided discussions and daily affirmations, this book gently encourages you to spark a personal transformation, providing a safe and secure place to examine your deepest feelings and let go of past pain. Find your copy of Who Cares on Amazon today. <laughs> Great story, man. Uh, we, Me, Rob, uh, the associate pastor and another pastor, we went down to uh, conference, a Christian conference down in Southern California, we're in Northern California. It's, you know, uh, five to eight hour drive, depending on how traffic and, and everything, right? On our way back, we're exhausted, right? And I'm driving and everybody else is falling asleep. And I'm like desperate to like stay awake, right? And so I was just like, okay, how can I get these guys motivated to talk to me? about something. And so I started asking them questions like, Hey, Rob, can you tell me about a time that God like revealed himself in your life? And then, Hey, Jonathan, can you tell me about your salvation experience? And I just kept asking these like pointed questions about, tell me how Jesus has interacted in your life. Right. And, and then we, we just, it was started this great conversation and I was like, man, wouldn't this be a cool podcast? Yeah, that's exactly right. And we all we we all agreed that it would be a cool past podcast, and then we waited 
like two years. Two years, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, what was the uh, delay? Uh, you know, time, right? You every you have every excuse. Rob's a pastor. That that in mm -hmm. itself is he's a busy guy, right? I run my own business, and so I was just like, I don't have time to learn how to do a podcast. Um, and uh, God kept bringing it back to Rob, like yes. Rob, like yeah, right, and Rob. Dallas, it, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it was it was a Sunday morning. It was it was during the response time, and I went up to Jack because you know we we have a, a time of prayer. We have a uh, uh, that intentionally at the end of our services. And I went straight to Jack and I said, bro, like, I can tell you that the Lord has been so impressing upon my heart that we have to do this. And then it's been an obedience thing or a lack of mm -hmm. obedience thing. And I shared it. I shared my heart with him and he said, dude, I've been feeling that same way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so we prayed together the next day, the Monday morning we met up and we started to, you know, brainstorm even more and dream and pray and, and say, God, this is the time for such a time as this. Mm. And what did you, so when was your first podcast released? Well, that's a great question. We're on episode 17. Um, so 17 weeks ago, every week, one a week. Okay. I got mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And what are some of the things that you discussed? So you said personal stories, but where do you find these stories? Or do you ask people around in the church? Do you, how does that work? That kind of started initially with maybe what we would call low low hanging fruit. I mean, people that we know in our network and and that you know firsthand we we know their stories, mm -hmm. and we started just asking some folks, and then uh, Jack started tapping into his network, and and then even beyond the church, you know, we started asking some some of our uh, friends and even family, and and uh, told them what we were about, what we were wanting to do, and and uh, and and to tell the masses of, of how good God is and how he's mm -hmm. saved you or how he's delivered you or how he's healed you. And, and just to, you know, just to create a platform to, to share the story of Jesus. Yeah. Maybe it's a preaching thing, but I love to share my testimony. You know, I love the opportunity to get the mic and to just share yeah. what God is doing. Maybe some people are shy, but I feel like it just feels good to, to declare what God has done. Even if you're shy, I think anyways, I don't know. Yeah. yeah no, totally. absolutely. I think that's the heart of it is we're, we we're creating this podcast and it's like everyday people sharing their extraordinary experiences with their savior. And the, the heart is behind the podcast is, you know, hear are these people's stories. They're just like you Yeah, go and share your story, right? Mm -hmm. We're, we're called to be a witness. And what does a witness do? They, they share they they testify of what they've seen and experienced, you know, and there's so much I power. I didn't mention it, but when you guys were both sharing your testimony, I was thinking, I know we're going to have guests or I know we're going to have audience who can relate to both of your stories individually. And that's what makes yeah. it so special because people can relate to it. That's right. Yep. That's, that's exactly it. Amazing. Right. Amazing. And can you tell me one of you can both pick one amazing story that you've heard or one testimony that just is the top for you? Maybe that's a hard question. <laughs> it's like all 17. <laughs> you know, I have a I have a special place in my heart for our first episode, which um is is uh actually Rob's wife shared the story of how she she was really burdened for her grandpa grandfather who was an atheist, like a diehard atheist, like don't talk to me about your Jesus. And at his deathbed you know, how God had mercy on him 
and he used her. She put herself in a very embarrassing situation to just plead for his soul, you know, and to have him come to know Jesus at the very end of his life was just a really powerful for me because I had a similar experience. My grandma, um, I was with her when she died in the hospital and I was praying with her as she went to, to, to eternity. You know, I actually was holding her hand and, and telling her that, you know, Jesus was there. He was willing to forgive her of everything. And it was never too late to turn her entire life to him. And that it would, that it, she didn't need to be afraid to, to, to enter into his presence. And like, mm -hmm. she, she died holding my hand while I was sharing all that with her, you know? And mm -hmm. so it was a really personal story for me because I related to what Kara was sharing. And Rob, how about you? I mean, you can't pick your wife's, okay? You have to pick a different one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say Dallas. Um, I mean, my th there's one of the episodes we got to interview my, my father, and so it's an extended version of what I shared in the beginning here, mm -hmm. uh, obviously from his perspective, which, which was uh, very, very cool. But I, I would say a recent episode by a, a person by the name of Jody, where she had kind of played the role in so many other people's lives of encouraging those who were sort of struggling, struggling specifically in pain. And so she kind of played the role of, of, um, healer, but it was kind of more like in theory. And so crazy, crazy circumstances had happened where she had, she got a hole in her, in her esophagus and it was, mm -hmm so unusual how it all happened. And it was like, it was a sudden emergency and even describing the x-ray and just the whole thing around that. And literally God closed the hole hmm. and it, so suddenly her life took on a whole nother level uh, from a lot of it from theory into like, to your heart, like both head and heart. Mm -hmm. And so because of her own experience, as she goes in great detail about it in that episode, um, how God has really used her, uh, in a, in a, in a whole nother level, but not, and she, and Jody would be quick to say that it is really not about her, but it's about what God did in her life that then catapulted her into deeper relationship with Jesus and certainly with others. Mm -hmm. Wow. And you guys have 17 episodes. Our guests, I keep saying that, our audience can find all of these stories and more at Jesus In My Life podcast on your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Apple, Deezer, and all the hundred others that are out there. Yep. And what would be one way that you would say your podcast is different and unique from other Christian podcasts out there? Yeah, I would say I, you know, I'm an avid podcaster. And so a lot of podcasts that I've run across are, you know, there's sermons, you know, pastors' mm -hmm. sermons are, are podcasted out. Uh, there's a lot of theology podcasts. There's a lot of political podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts where they interview very famous people with grand stories that are hard for the everyday Christian to relate to. And so I thought, you know, what stands out for us is that we're interviewing everyday people that are experiencing Jesus in everyday life. And these are 
These are people who don't really do not have a venue to share this mm -hmm. testimony with the world. And so I think that's what makes us stand out because I think it's more relatable in a lot of ways. You know, I, I'm going, I'm, I'm actually listening to the, the, the audio book for the hiding place, Corey Ten Boom story. Right. And I'm just caught, I'm like listening to her and I'm just like, wow, what an amazing saint. Yeah. Right. Um, and sometimes when we listen to these people who have done amazing things for, in the name of Jesus, we just don't, we can't relate because it's so great. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, um, we, we need to listen to those because the truth is we can all do that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but sometimes we just need to hear the guy next door sharing about how Jesus changed their life because it's more tangible in our lives. Mm -hmm. We can relate to yeah. them more. So I think that's what helps us stand out in my opinion. Rob, anything to add on that? I think that's actually well said, uh, very much. So I would echo that a hundred percent. Yeah. Do you have any future episodes coming that you've recorded but haven't released yet or people that you're in the works of of getting with? Like shouldn't anything we should be watching for? I would say, yeah, I mean, we're constantly in the works of, of trying to find, you know, more everyday people. I mean, they're out there, <laughs> of course. And and so we're, you know, trying to 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 fill the queue, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, to to have people in line to uh, interview and we, we, we do our audio podcast, um, primarily audio. And so, uh, you know, it's, um, we're always looking for, uh, people to, to be willing to share and, and we make, we make the podcast very conversational and relational and organic mm -hmm. in that way. And, uh, and so almost like we're in a coffee shop talking, you know, so, um, yeah, so I would say that that is kind of where we're at right now. What would you say, Jack? Yeah, I'd say you. We do have people. You know, we're trying to. You know, trying to lock down schedules is always hard when you. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, everybody. You know, everybody's busy, so that's probably the hardest part. But we do have people. We have um, some people. I have, we have one person who wants to share about how God helped establish her her you know actual gender with a, in a culture where that's something you know, that people should hear today. You know, that's yeah. something really. Mm -hmm. really common in conversations nowadays anyway exactly Absolutely. yeah you know that we have uh people dealing with spiritual warfare um and god delivering them through that you know mm -hmm. there's a lot of different people that we want to reach out to and talk to and it's just working out the schedules is really it's but you know the the episode we're publishing next week is is a person who god closed the door multiple times and on the things that he wanted to pursue good things just but God closed the door, but he opened them to something greater that he had never imagined he would do. And he opened a Christian school in the wow. San Francisco Bay Area, which is a really tough place to open a Christian school, you know? Uh so it, it's a pretty cool story. Um, really good friend of mine. So that's our our latest episode. And what if we have some audience today who are like, Man, I would love this platform to share my my testimony? Is that something that you guys would offer? Yeah, if they um they could reach out to us at Jesus in my life podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's Jesus in my life podcast at gmail.com. Great. Thank you guys so much. And I want to ask one more question for both of you. And Rob, you can go first. If you could give our audience one overall word or one overall phrase today, what do you think that would be? I would say story. The, the foundation of our podcast, Dallas, it, it comes from the story of 
in in Luke chapter eight, where where literally Jesus delivers this man from demons. I mean, he was an outcast. He was alone and isolated. He was violent. He was he was all the things that he didn't want to have anything to do with him because of the demonic uh, possession and torment that he was under. Jesus approaches him and literally delivers him in Jesus' name, be healed. Mm -hmm. And he does. And it's amazing in that story, Dallas, where, again, this is in the last part of Luke chapter eight, where, where he is so radically changed, like, like that. And he says to Jesus, what I've experienced is life. I want to follow you. Let me follow you. And Jesus says something that's, that is so almost radical and scandalous. He says, no, 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 I don't want you to follow me. I actually want you to go home and tell all the things that I've done for you. Go back to your family and do that. And he says, you know, he, he'll do it. But what's amazing is I think it's the last verse in Luke chapter 8, where this man not only went to his family, he went to the whole town <laughs> sharing his story. And, and, and it was, this was, a, this was somebody who was crazy and he had been healed and now he was in his right mind, but he was a, a, a he was now a warrior for Jesus in telling his story. Everybody has a story and everybody has a story to tell. And, we don't have to be fearful. We don't have to be intimidated. We don't even have to minimize. Well, my story is not as better as that, or or I don't. That's have what people it. we we compare. My story is not powerful enough. No one's going to be reached by it. No, right. everyone has a story. You're, everyone you're, has you're a exactly story. Right. That's right, Dallas. Everyone has a story, and so my my word, honestly, it w- would be story. Thank you. Awesome. Oh, you're next. You got one too. <laughs> what is right. it? What is it? Uh, the verse that comes to mind for me is Zechariah 4.10, which is for who has despised the day of small things. Mm-hmm. And so often we can think that what we have to share isn't significant, but we have no idea what God can do with us simply saying yes to whatever he's leading us to. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I could share one illustration to emphasize Please. that there, there's a, there's a, I think his name's Charles Kimball. Nobody knows him in history, really, at all. But his impact on the kingdom is tremendous. He was a youth pastor at a church, and there was a, a young man that was he had a burden for. And he went to his job and shared the gospel with him. Oh, like he had done multiple times before, and this, this young man actually finally gave his life to the Lord. That man went on to be the greatest evangelist that the world had seen until that point. His name was D.L. Moody, hmm. right? You do not know, don't despise the days of small things. It's just listen to God. You never know this tiny little drop uh, uh, that you feel like you have, that you're contributing to a giant ocean can create a tidal wave down the line. We're not going to know until we get to the eternity. So whether that's you sharing how God worked in your life today with somebody, you never know the impact it can have. So like Rob, say yes to God and trust that he can do something great with it. Yeah. Guys, thank you b- both so much for sharing your stories, your testimony, all the things about your podcast today. Please tell our audience one more time, where can they find your podcast? Well, uh, if you just do a search for Jesus in my life podcast, you're going to come where it all, any podcast catcher that you can imagine, uh, it's, you're going to find it. Um, so again, Jesus in my life podcast, 
just add the podcast there because otherwise you're just going to get the song Jesus in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you both so much. I really appreciate your time today and everything you shared. I'm encouraged. Thank you so much. If I can have one of you end our time with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. I'll pray. All right. Father, we thank you that where two or three gathers, you're here. And even with us in different uh, spaces, uh, Lord, remotely, you are right here with us. We pray and we love um, what you're doing in lives, Lord, around us. We thank you for what you're doing in us, Lord. We agree that your work is coming to completion until you call us home or when you return. So, Father, we, we pray for more courage, more boldness, more confidence, more humility as we share what you're doing in our lives and in the lives around us. Thank you for this, for this time together and to praise you and really have church in your name. Amen. 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 You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.